I refilled my water and I ate a box, a box of pork rinds. So that's my life. <laughs> <laughs> this is a snickerdoodle shake. Well, how is it? This is vanilla protein powder with almond milk, a lot of cinnamon. What? I heard the whoo in the background. <laughs> so Zayden now, did I hit record yesterday? So Zayden now like pulls himself up and he'll stand on the side of the pack and play like, you're not even eight months, sit the fuck down. But he'll do that. And then when he falls down. Is that back, what you tell him? You're like, sit the fuck down. Sit the fuck down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a bad parent. I'm not a bad parent. <laughs> You're a wonderful parent. Thank you. I love him. He's so nice. Like, it's ridiculous. The picture you sent me this morning was adorable. Seriously, it's... that's how he wakes up. I want to wake up like that. I'm right. Just so, like, up and smiling. So, like, Zach and I will, like, get together. Like, I didn't go in before him. He was still in the bathroom, and I was like, do you want to go in together? Because, like, you want to see that. You want to see that when you wake up, that face mm -hmm. right there. You're just like, mm, oh my goodness. He's just precious. I love that kid. He's so good. He's such a good boy. Anyway, okay. We can be kind of want to shake. I have a keto shake downstairs that I could steal from my mom. Would you good. like to go grab it? Um, no, because I have had Moe's, a box of pork rinds, and I'm drinking water. So maybe I don't need like more carbs and meal things. Mm -hmm. And I've got stuff already. This is delicious. But you are making me want it, and that's not helping. <laughs> and there, it would be, it would be Watch eating that to eat right creamy, now. creamy goodness pour and into my mouth. Delicious water. Mm -hmm. We do um, almond milk in ours. Me too. Water, because I am lactose intolerant, so almond milk is where it's at. I do know that about you, and I know that you will suffer sometimes for good ice cream. Oh, yeah. If it's something good, like, I'm not going to like, not eat no. cheese. I eat cheese all the time. Cheese is actually not terrible for me, so I'm not, like, diagnosed or anything. You know, I just, like, have realized that, hey, I feel a lot better when I'm not eating. I'm a little sensitive dairy. to this. <laughs> when I realize that I haven't had, like, ice cream in a while, and I feel great. Oh. Yeah, but when you yeah, eat ice color. cream, you still feel feel great it's just a different kind of great until you don't feel great it's gotten worse like i can't even finish ice cream really and i'm like out. i'm like you have the rest of it i'm, I'm gone so what you're saying is i need to come and hang around you so i can have your leftover <laughs> ice cream this is what we're getting at because now i do actually have the i got the lactate pill thing mm -hmm. um but it's really hard to time it right because you're supposed to eat it like right before you start eating it but that oh. doesn't always work for me i have to like give it a minute so that it's in my stomach first i'm working on it trial and error <laughs> it's a work in progress and you need to have an exit strategy you need to have an exit strategy if we're getting milkshakes or something like so we're on our way home right now is what you're telling me <laughs> we're doing this now and like if somebody asked me out on a date they're like we could go get milkshakes I'm like or we could not do that do until like, at least date three. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, or there's this really place that has like coffee and cookies because I can do coffee because I don't kind of like dessert it's stuff. Like ice cream. That book, everybody poops. Okay, it is a part of everybody's life. And honestly, if you I can't almost tell got that me, for you for Christmas one year. <laughs> you should have. If you can't tell me, I think I got you the Fifty Shades of Chicken book that year instead because I found that on Amazon. Fifty Shades of 
Yeah. Oh yeah, that's what it was. Yes. You don't, and this is adults. You can say that. The cock. Uh huh. But it was a, it was a cookbook. It was fifty. It was cock. But it was chicken. And the screen, or not the screen, the um cover. Thank you. You're welcome. Was was <laughs> a tied up chicken with like the string things like you do for cooking, but it was a tied up chicken. It was funny. <laughs> like BDSM chicken, get it? Fifty. The funny thing about that year was that everything that I gave you was penis related, and my sister also uses my Amazon account. She went to check on the status <laughs> of her order that she had gotten that year for whoever, and she goes, "Um, I see a lot of." <laughs> Salic in your nature. order history, and I was like, <laughs> I can explain that. You see what had had happened. You see what had happened was uh, just Monica <laughs> just dropped the Monica. It's like that's that's a present for Monica. It's like a joke present. Gag gifts, nothing, all of them. I mean, it was like I said, it's like it's weird, but it's nothing weird. Weird. <laughs> she was like, okay. <laughs> I go through Wish and the shit that is on that app and site, because it pops up when I'm scrolling through, like, something else. And it'll be, like, recommended for you or something. And I'm like, whoa, Wish. I don't think you know me like that, but you act like you know me like that. You think I like that? Oh, I have a story for you, but you can't go in here. (laughs) (laughs) Today, it suggested to me a silicone hand that was shaped like this. What do you mm. think this silicone hand that is shaped like this is used for, Caitlin? I know, I know, pick me. <laughs> <laughs> and Caitlin. It's for things. For things. And the shan the shan shan with the swan swan. Yeah. Uh-huh. I may look like an angel, but I'm no angel. <laughs> <laughs> That's Monica. You're such a jerk. That's what you did last time. <laughs> I know, no, it was perfect, but I was talking. Gosh. I had to do it. I had. I feel like that should be a running thing. Like we no, just, it should uh, definitely. Where we just cut <laughs> each other off and drop it. In. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 oh no! It's, damn it! Stop looking at me like that. I'm just gonna That's sit here with this face and t- <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even mean to that time. I didn't mean. To. <laughs> That's Monica. And that's Caitlin. And this is Anonymousness. <laughs> <laughs> we got it. Ooh. As you wipe your chin. Well, you know, you gotta get this fledgum off. Fledgum. So that nobody thinks that I'm a dummy. I say fledgum because when I was still youthful, I didn't know how you spelled phlegm. And ever since then, <laughs> I have said fledgum. <laughs> And ever since Caitlin told me this story, uh, we have said Fledgem together. Yeah. I just love that people are starting to troll us. And I don't think I've seen everything. You've shown me some of it, but I don't know well, all of what's been going on. People dropping things like, um, I definitely want to shout out for Tanisha. Tanisha wants the world to know that her sister is a bitch. Please get it out there. So I did promise her that we would be sure to give her sister a shout-out on the show. I wish we had her name so that we could, you know, say specifically, you know, so-and-so, you a bitch. But we can only do so much. Peter also wants to contribute that eating Cheetos with a fork should be socially acceptable. Well, I mean... He feels like it's not... I'm sorry, You don't want the stuff on your fingers. I kind of get it. 
Yeah, but Peter, who in your life told you it's not socially acceptable to eat Cheetos with a fork? You don't need that negativity. Right. Peter, cut them out. Cut them out. I don't think I have anything for the rectification station currently. Do you have anything? I can't think of anything. Nobody came at me and told me that I was wrong about anything, so I guess I'm right. (laughs) The price is wrong, bitch! Oh, do we want to also add, or do you want to do that at the end, that we're on Apple Podcasts now? Probably at the end. But guys, we're on there. That's exciting. That's a big one. We made it. That's a big one. That means you can rate, review, and subscribe. Only if you have Apple, because I tried to help ourselves (laughs) out. (laughs) Shamelessly. And I don't have any Apple stuff, so it would not let me in there. Whatever. Zachary tried also. She was trying to find the app, and... They're tricky. It was an app that looks almost exactly like the Apple Podcast app, and it wasn't the right one. What was it? What did he end up downloading? Oh, I don't know. It was something that we weren't on, though, because <laughs> he tried to find <laughs> us. We weren't on there. Oh, this is just kind of a PSA for people. I know that it's been a rough couple months with quarantine and isolation and pandemic and COVID and mask wearing and all of the trials and tribulations that we like to think we had because of all of this. This is not a good time for you to reach out to your exes. It's not. You might think it is. I wasn't sure where you're going with this, but I... uh, (laughs) But it's not. It seems to happen in the middle of the night most often. And you're like, oh, I should reach out to that person and see how they're doing. They don't want to hear from you. Don't do it. As a rule of thumb, even if they're not an ex, if it is 2 a.m. and you think, oh, I should see how so-and-so is doing, probably don't. Do you have a boner? And that's all I'm going to ask. Kidding. Just kidding. Ladywood. Anyway, because personally speaking... (laughs) I have been contacted more than once by, you know, some repeat offenders. Oh, I thought it was only the one guy. Two. Shows how much you used to tell me. I didn't screenshot that one. <laughs> I should have. But him particularly has reached out three times. He's reached mm. out three fucking times. And like... You need to send him that meme I sent you this morning. No, I really do. I really do. Well, I'm going to need to take that shit elsewhere. Oh, bye bye I'm losing track. We're only on, what, five? And I already don't know what I can say or not. <laughs> we are on five. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, it's on the top of this note sheet that I have. Episode five is like, yes. All right, so this is my endocrinologist. Did they get you set up yet? Well, um, my body's an asshole, and it doesn't do anything it's supposed to. My sugars were, like, out of this world. Nobody could figure out why. So I'm talking to my endocrinologist and telling her how they're out of this world and nobody can figure out why. And she's like, okay, well, let's switch it up. So I go home that day. I don't change anything. The next day I wake up because I figured I'd start on a new day and my sugars are beautiful. That makes sense. So because I tattled on you, because I told mom you were being an asshole, you're all of a sudden going to behave? Like, what the fuck is that? But anyway. All right, guys, jumping into it. Secret number one. There's a little boy. Let's call him Nate. Nate just turned nine and has a hunger for the world around him. 
Everyone goes on and on about how much he and I look alike. How much he reminds them of me when I was his age. And he should remind them of me. Nate calls me his sister, but he doesn't know that nine short years ago, at the ripe age of 13, I was his mom. Mom said it was better this way. Mom knows best, right? I mean, my arms tingle. Yeah. I can't even imagine. I know I say that a lot. I can't even imagine. I'm the second oldest child. I heard, quote, you can't tell me what to do. You're not my mom, end quote, more times than you can imagine. I'm sure there's plenty of siblings around the world that can relate to that. Thinking about her potentially hearing that from someone that is actually her son, that breaks my heart. As much as I'd love, and I'm sure everyone else would probably love for there to be a textbook response to stuff like this, there really isn't. You can research all you want. One expert will say one thing, another expert will say another. I guess when I was thinking about this, the closest thing I could relate it to would be if a child is adopted and how you approach that. Because that's a family dynamic change. When I was in my psych mod, we had covered this extensively. There was one of the girls in the class that was adopted and she didn't find out till later in life, like very later. I'm talking like after high school graduation mm -hmm. and it was not good for her. Probably could be fine for the next, I say fine loosely, but it probably could be understandable for the next person, but it all depends on the person, which is where it gets real difficult. Like certain people, they, quote they, will say that between two and four, another expert will say between four and five, but it's a doozy because it's not like he's adopted. But they, whoever they may be, suggest that it's safest to share this type of news with a child between the ages of six and eight. They speculate that by the time that a child is six, they're stable and established enough in their family to not feel threatened by this kind of information. It's honestly like the rock in the hard place. Waiting too long can be devastating to a lot of different aspects of a child or person. The red line, though, is considered adolescence. That, like, between the ages of 10 and 19, you're not supposed to drop stuff like that. Which, this boy is nine. Which I don't know if we can tell. I can't tell by the secret or if you have any opinions on it. Is is she just reaching out to share this? Or do you think she's considering trying to find a way to tell him? I think that it would... I mean, to me, it seems crazy that she wouldn't have been thinking of different ways to drop that since he was born, just because who, and I have, I mean, I don't have kids. I don't have any basis to really be able to relate. I have nephews, but it's absolutely different. But that has to be going through your head when you see your mom parenting what is you know is your child that you had. I can't even, I can't imagine, like you said, it's just a wild situation to be in. And for that child, that boy, when you do find out, because the truth always comes out eventually, no matter if you wanted to or not, like, mm -hmm. I am of that opinion, like, it's going to come out. How do you want it to happen? Mm -hmm. it's, 
I feel bad for everybody involved. It's just. hmm. So do I. But even if, because this happened when she was 13. Imagine being 13. I'm sure when you were 13, you agreed to something that you thought you'd be fine with forever. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Just like, yeah, "Yeah, no, I'm not going to have any problem keeping that huge secret. And it's going to be devastating for the rest of my life. For the rest. For the rest of my life. For the rest of your life, yeah. For the rest. I can see definitely why her mom would have thought that was better, especially because she was so young. Is it? We don't really know. We can't really say. That's just what it is now for you. Yeah, I guess what I would need to have more information on, my initial thought on that is why would you not want to help your child Yes, this was a decision. Who knows the the situation or how this came about or anything like that. Like 13 is obviously a very young age to have a child and you're not a grown up by any stretch of the imagination. Mm-hmm. But to remove that experience from your child and then to take over that role, I feel like it was a missed opportunity. You could have taught her so much and the fact that you thought that that was the best option at the time it just makes me wonder like what else was really going on because I guess like she kind of has to make a huge decision and I'm sure it's one she's been thinking about since she's matured enough to have these feelings like it's it's obviously something that you think about often it's in front of your face all the time can she live with this forever as more time I mean, passes, it's possible that disclosing this information could hurt him more than it would help her. So that's one of those situations you kind of have to weigh that selfless decision. But at the same point in time, she has to think of her too, because that's one hell of a thing to live with forever. Yeah. I'm not and sure. And what- she's what, 21 now, right? Mm-hmm. She was 13, nine. So math. I mean, and she's still just an adult. I mean, where were you when you were 21? It's still a huge decision for her to make. It's We're not going to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> I know where you were when you were 21. I was like, <laughs> Yes, you were. <laughs> I'm just not sure what the conversations have been. like. So I hope you are here. I hope you're listening to this. Might be worth it to have another conversation with your mother in case you're not having them or you think you've already said everything you have to say about it. Have another conversation with her and just present some backslash opinions that you may have on it if you haven't already and just see what you both can come to. Because as devastating as it might be now for him to know, if and when it comes out in the future, like you have to weigh if it'll be more devastating than And again, we only go off of the information that we have in a couple sentences that are sent in. So yeah. we're just And in this one in particular, that. it's it's impossible to be able to give you advice if that's what you're looking for at all, mm-hmm. because of how much really plays into this, but it's definitely something that a conversation is needed somewhere, I think. Yeah, I don't even think people are necessarily always looking for Sometimes something. you just want somebody to hear what's going on. Yeah, and sometimes That's you the just case. want the reaction. We help out, but. You want the reaction because she might be over there where everybody in her family thinks that this is the right thing to be happening, and she's like, am I fucking crazy, or am I the only person that thinks that this should be something else? 
So nobody's crazy and unless you're actually crazy, but um it's I'm pretty you know, crazy. it's one of those things I mean I you know I am. But <laughs> It's one of those things that sometimes you just need somebody to relate, and it's not going to necessarily be somebody that you feel like can be close to you, either physically or emotionally, and you have to rely on strangers sometimes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Best of luck to you. Whatever you decide yes. to do, if you're going to carry that with you, you are a strong woman. If you tell him you are a strong woman, regardless of anything what you've been through, you are a strong woman. I hope whatever ends up happening, that it goes as good as it can. Let I think us know. really by my end goal, and I'm just trying to put myself in in her shoes, is to make the decision that causes, I guess, the least amount of damage to the child. Yeah, oh boy. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like that would be the reason why she's kept this secret mm-hmm. this long, is yeah. because she's a trusting that her mother knows best. And B. Which don't we all do that at some point? It's just, it's your mom. Absolutely. Your mom. (laughs) Even kind of. Even even my mom. (laughs) (laughs) My mom's a doozy, and I still was like, mom knows best, right? I was the adult half the time. Love you. That's just a hard one. I just hope it all works out however it can. I'll definitely be thinking of you for that. Yes. Well, with that, should we move on to secret number two? We should. And they do mention this, the um, contributor. I think that's a good word, right? Oh, that's better than secret dealer. The contributor? The contributor. They mention this in their submission as well, but just preference. It's not quite a secret in the traditional sense, but we both agreed that it was kind of important to get this out there too. So with that, number two. Ruthie Kindness. Not really so much a secret as born getting her name back out there. It's been since 2011, coming up on almost 10 years. I guess my secret is, I wish I would have told you how much you meant to me and how much I looked up to you. Forever missed, baby girl. Hashtag someone knows something. So it took me a few times of reading this before I kind of understood what was happening. Mm-hmm. And just the way that that first sentence is worded, Ruthie Kindness, is that a name? It could be. So I went Was to Google. Is that an error? Yes. Right. Is that an autocorrect? So Google helped me out here with this one. I think you looked up a little bit too, Monica. Mm-hmm. Um, Ruthie Kindness is a young woman who was reported missing from Parkland, Washington. Um, and the dates were not specific beyond the different websites that I found. So from somewhere between February 2nd to the 7th, it looks like that's the date range that that we've given, depending on where you're looking, in uh-huh. 2011. So this is kind of a secret, and I feel horrible for whoever this was. I'm assuming it's a family member or a close friend. Um, but from what we could find online, which wasn't a lot, which is concerning in and of itself, that there's so little out there after almost 10 years. But according to what articles we could find, Last contact was to her mother via payphone at the Paradise Bowling Alley. Um, and I did find one chat room, which I will preface by saying I have no idea how reliable it is. The chat room on the internet, nobody's names were posted or anything, which is kind of ironic because we're on anonymousness and I'm saying, how I, how reliable are we? <laughs> <laughs> Take it with a great Take our word for it. Wink, wink. <laughs> yes. You hear um, this so on yes. the interwebs. <laughs> 
Um, but somebody from this mysterious chat room did recognize a bowling alley and said that the area in, that this place is in was a pretty sketchy area that's known for having disappearances. How reliable that information is, again, we don't really know. Uh, but just some facts about Ruthie Kindness for everybody to know. Date of birth is 8 4 of 1990. She's 5'3 to 5'4 and about 110 pounds. She's Native American, brown hair, brown eyes. She might have highlights or wear acrylic nails, which anybody who doesn't know what acrylic nails are, those are those really long nails that ladies click when they type stuff. They're I wish quicker. you could see what Caitlin's doing right now. She's <laughs> she's I'm, pulling I'm a full-on Dane Cook. She's typing. Yes. She's going to kiss the keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, Dane Cook. Haven't heard that name in a while. Go back. Um, um, and it also said that she might use an alias name, though, to drop right back in. Of uh, um, Anna Hager, Hedger, H-E-G-E-R, or either that or with two G's, H-E-G-G-R, and her ears are pierced. Uh, earlier the day that she was uh, reported missing, or around that same time, she was released from police custody. She had been arrested on an outstanding warrant, and according to different uh, different articles, all of them seem to mention that the family has suspicions about who might have been involved in her disappearance and that there might have been foul play. And there was a few quotes. A lot of them are a little longer, but one of them just said, and I should also say that none of these are super up-to-date. I did go on the Facebook page. I think the last update was from 2013. Mm -hmm. Nothing is really current on anything that I could find. But the one quote that articles mentioned says, let's see here. We have some tips, info, names, and there will be answers and justice for Ruthie one day for sure. There are people she hung out with in the Parkland area. We believe they're hiding a sick secret. We believe they did something to her and are walking around scot-free. And there are others who know about it yet. Don't say anything or just ignore us or lie, which sounds pretty damning. But again, nobody has really come out with anything. And the only other thing we could really find is just that if anybody does know anything, to contact the Auburn Police Department, which is in Washington State. And that's at 253 area code 931-3080. Yeah, when I dived into this, I went through and looked at like every single comment that had been posted on the Facebook page, like all the way back from the mm-hmm. beginning. And there was a pretty hostile, which understandable considering the yeah. subject matter, exchange between whoever ran the page and somebody who had commented on it. So apparently at one point in time, Ruthie's family and friends had been pretty vocal about who they thought was involved. And whoever they thought was involved was not very happy about having their name dragged through the mud, understandably so. I also did reach out to the Facebook page and just asked them if they had anything new that they wanted us to bring up that somebody had wrote into the pod and wanted us to get her name back out there. Um, I never got a response, but like you mentioned, that Facebook page hasn't been active since 2013. This did make my true crime, all of the spidey senses tingle. And I definitely have absolutely no qualms with getting information about people back out there. So if anybody knows anything about Ruthie or if you have something similar that you'd like us to get out there, let us know. There's no harm in taking five minutes to get somebody's name, description, 
the last place they were out. The odd thing that I found when I was looking at the articles, which you mentioned too, is that there's so many different dates. The same article too. Like it's like copy and pasted. Yeah. It's the date. And if it was, which I think a number of them mentioned, even with a different date, that it was the same day she was released from police custody, they should have that date. That should be a record of the date she was released from police custody. So that's just all very interesting to me. I hope that they get some peace and answers about it someday. That's horrible. Yes, it is. But yeah, we, we can help out a little bit by yeah. even talking about it. But Yeah, I know there was some mention somewhere about like trafficking. She got rolled up into that and stuff. I Which I, I saw somewhere <laughs> and I went through so many pages that I couldn't mm-hmm. tell you for sure where that apparently... I think maybe in that area specifically, that Native American women in particular go uh, go missing a lot. Yeah. Um, but again, I couldn't tell you for sure where I saw that. Or, or if it's true or reliable or yeah. anything. Again, opinion-based podcast, guys. We're going off what we can by consulting the goobs. Yes. How much do you trust the internet is really what we should have called this show. <laughs> yeah. All right. This is our direction shift. Aha, we found it. Yes. Dun, dun, dun. Um, this is where things get a little lighter towards the end. So secret number three, which isn't, well, I guess it is kind of a secret. It's a secret, secret if you're an She asshole. doesn't know. It's a secret <laughs> if you're an asshole. <laughs> and maybe this will help people be nicer to retail workers. Seriously. So secret number three. Never piss off the guy that gives you the goods that America runs on. He will give you decaf, you heifer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was amazing. <laughs> now listen, after 15 years of working in retail, I still technically am, the customer is not always right. Preach. They are not. And that is a lot of the problem with establishments and companies nowadays. They put out this facade that the customer is just to make everybody happy. And you can't do that to people. You cannot allow your clientele, which I know is one of the most important parts of your business, to treat your workers, which are the most important part of your business, like shit. That's not the best practice. I mean, I don't blame him at all for giving her decaf. I do not. And it's not like, it's not anything that would have hurt her. It's not anything like that. I applaud him because that level of petty, I can appreciate. That is beautiful. And no one was harmed in the making of this petty. It's wonderful. And that's actually, we met in what was my first job. I was 17, my first like, official job. Mm-hmm. And it, retail, it was at a movie theater. So. Mm-hmm. And I worked there for how many years? Like seven or eight years. Mm-hmm. And you, I think you still work there technically, right? Yes, I do. And we moved on. I worked at the arena that you also still work at. How many jobs do you have? Like 5,000? <laughs> <laughs> so I was swallowing. Had... <laughs> Swallow. <laughs> um, but yeah, we both had our fair share of retail run-ins, as it were. You even more than me. Yeah, especially being in a managerial position. Mm -mm. I got out, but it's rough. And yeah, the customer is not always right. 
how big is the five inch pizza is not a question you can answer without being a smart ass at some point. Like seriously. <laughs> One of the best quotes on the quote wall. Yeah. Still bring it up. You're uh, and I, guys, I'm not kidding. That's verbatim how they mm-hmm. asked me. They came up and granted they were high as hell, but it was hey, how big is the how big is the five inch pizza? I'm just staring at him. It's like I'm waiting for a vote. Haha, <laughs> gotcha. Just kidding. It's it's five inches. Yeah, but how big is that? Like, it's like, like a circle that's five inches in diameter. <laughs> and Would then, you like me to show you one? Well, I actually had to like hold my hands up and go, it's like this. <laughs> and then they went, oh, okay, and then left. They, they didn't, didn't even order. order. They didn't get it. It's like, oh, God. That's what retail is like every day you're working for anybody who hasn't experienced it. So just take that, take that in your brain and just think about, hey, Maybe don't be a dick. And I do appreciate at least the places that we have worked. They don't generally hide behind the customers, right? Which is appreciated because they're not. It's not okay. And they will back you up, which is what you Mm -hmm. need to do. Like if you have frontline workers that are in the trenches, you got to back them up. You really do. I remember opening night for a certain kids show and parents kids shows are the worst (laughs) parents you like i love you i know you're under a lot of stress i know you're you've got a lot going on with those kids but you are the worst customers i have ever dealt with in my life (laughs) you you are by far like i'll work any rave i'll work with the druggiest highest (laughs) motherfuckers out there before i work with you guys just let that be known I was trying to wait for him to stop. They're about to walk in, so. Okay, <laughs> deal. Mm. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> it's, it's like the cat hurt the dog and started meowing. What are you doing? It was like attack of the cat. Mm-hmm. A cat attack. A cat attack. How can you get, how can you combine cat into attack? I feel like you should be able to say it. Attack at? Cat attack. Cat attack. Cat attack. attack. No, that just sounds like cock. Can you make it into the show? Don't talk back. <laughs> Do you think we're in the clear? The door is open right now. I can see the light shining in. Then you probably don't want to talk about batteries right now. Take that as a no. Still going. Okay. It's a lot of groceries. They were gone for a while. Far hard. Oh my god, dude, that was me yesterday. And I was doing one of these. Just stop it. You know how when they're hard for so long, they hurt. Yeah, and then and then you're like, you're doing one of these things because you're like, just stop touching. Yes, just stop touching it. Don't breathe on it. Don't do anything. I don't want any drafts up in this motherfucker. Nothing. Like, it's not even cold out. Why? Uh-uh. Why? I feel like that's the closest that we can get to, like, the unexplained boners. I'm trying to talk quiet. Boners. Caitlin, I really love the way you whisper boners. boners. <laughs> <laughs> that was like the Go-Go Gadget guy. What's his name? <laughs> Inspector Gadget? No, but the um the guy that's uh 
little bad guy? I don't know his yeah. name. Yeah. Wait, I, I bet you Zach knows. Zach. What's the bad guy from the Go Go Gadget uh, from Inspector Gadget? Dr. Claw. Dr. Claw. How did he know that, like, off the top of his head? He's great. He knows things. You know, Caitlin just said boners in that voice, so I needed to know <laughs> what it was. <laughs> As I'm, I pulled off my headphones, like they were what I was screaming into, but didn't move far enough from the mic. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I knew what you were trying to get at, but I was like, okay. Failed. Failed. Like, all She's this is doing is, screaming. like, I can't talk to you, but it was fine. It was fine. Speaking of boners. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. <laughs> so they start the secret with Never Have I Ever. And can I just say that's my least favorite game ever? No. I always lose. <laughs> yep. I remember when you and I look at each other and we're like, nope, we're going to go. Goes, hey, let's play this game and we will just make eye contact and be like, well, we're about to lose. And in the first three Never Have I Evers, because that's mm-hmm. how many they're allowed to have. And we're like, nope. <laughs> Done it, done it. <laughs> the original, gosh. Like, how lame was your life? You've never done any of this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Never have I ever had an orgasm that did not require batteries. Hashtag batteries included. I wish I knew how old this person was. That's my first question, too, <laughs> because I will say that, especially when I was first becoming active, as you say, or whatever, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> active <laughs> as you say. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Let's make this as awkward as we possibly can. I so love that it. Every- <laughs> Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> so, you know, when you're starting to have, like, sex, it's... <laughs> <laughs> That's the name of the episode, S-E-H-H-H-H-X. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I feel like it's more than just whoever this person is. I'm based off of this, I am assuming you're younger. Might not be the case. But I know I that's would, for me. I would not safely assume that. Nope. Yeah, yeah. Very fair. True. But just because of my experience, I tend mm-hmm. to associate this with being younger, I guess, mm-hmm. is really where that's coming from in my head. Um, mm-hmm. But starting out, it's kind of hard to get there sometimes. I don't know if everybody has that same experience. I know I did. I got there. I made it. <laughs> that's what's <I'm> doing. <laughs> Slow and steady won the race. We yeah. got this. It was a, I was a tortoise moment. Tortoise? 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 <laughs> I'm like, are you speaking Latin? <laughs> I can tell you, like, I was picturing how it's spelt, and it came out of tortoise. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, in case you needed to learn how to spell that. <laughs> so, what people should know, this has absolutely nothing to do with what we're talking about, but I tend to say words how they're spelled, even though that's not how they're pronounced, like fledgum and tortoise. <laughs> 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 So if I ever say anything weird and I don't say anything about it, it's probably because that's how it's spelled. I know that's probably not how you say it, most likely. 
sometimes I might not actually think that's, I might actually be saying that because it's how I think it's said and it's wrong. But, <laughs> <laughs> but in this case, it's just, it's spelled tortoise. It's <laughs> <laughs> <This is> amazing. <laughs> um, but yes, it was, it was a tortoise moment. You know, just slow but steady. You know, you just, you plug along. Or, you know, maybe not plug. Well, kind of plug. But kind of a plug. Kind of like a... <laughs> In case you need instructions now. I'm not doing, like, hand motions. Like, this is going to help anybody. <laughs> so, I'm like... Bloop, 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 bloop. This might be my favorite one. <laughs> oh, shit. Boys and girls, let me put you down and tell you how this is done. So, this... <laughs> It's like, doop, 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 and then like a and I'm crying real tears real tears oh oh shit really long story short I feel your pain mm. I've definitely used batteries as we all have let's be real uh-huh. but sometimes it depends on the person it depends on the partner and a lot of it comes with experience knowing what you like, knowing what works for you, ultimately being able to communicate that, which I think is a lot of the times the hardest part about Absolutely. getting where you want to go. Communicating anything sexually is sometimes really hard and awkward for people, which it shouldn't be. Let it out. And, you know, a lot of it comes down to science, actually. I only know Literally. this because <laughs> I did extensive research when I was entering the sex toy business, extensive research on a lot of the anatomy of males and females. I, I helped her research some of those things by... <laughs> yes. <laughs> and you helped me with my flashcards. I remember that. So I listen. I forgot about the flashcards. Listen, wow. we had flashcards and we practiced them in public. So oh, Some good times. You know what makes people uncomfortable and makes you happy at the same time is talking about the clitoris. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> just, <gasps> yes, we did just say clitoris. Mm -hmm. I mean, when I was having parties and informing people of this stuff, you wouldn't believe how many people, women, that is your body, and a lot of them don't know a lot about it. There's mm -hmm. that stigma attached to it, and it shouldn't. It's almost home. like it's bad for you to know some of these things, which is go not home. at all. Grab a mirror. Like, if I'm telling you you have to pop your hood to use this cream and you don't know what I'm talking about, go home and grab a mirror. Handheld mirror. Guys, do it. your hood is the thing. It goes on your face. But I want, I want this person to know that they're not alone. It's not even odd that mm -hmm. your orgasm can only be reached by something that has batteries. First of all, everybody's clitoris is different. There is between nine thousand and twelve thousand nerve endings roughly in there. So depending upon what you have in your anatomy, all that type of stuff, it takes a certain amount of time, pressure, and everything to get you there. First of all. Second of all, almost eighty percent of women cannot reach orgasm by vaginal penetration only. That is a very high number. Mm -hmm. So if you are doing that only and nothing else is involved to sweeten the pot for you, you're not going to get there either. 
My third thing, which I would strongly suggest, which is a conversation I had often with customers when they would tell me that they were having a hard time with their partner and that they basically were so good at pleasuring themselves that nobody else could get them there. That's, that's a big part of it. Your body knows what you like because you can feel stuff and you're like, oh, that's perfect. Move a little over to the left. That's even better, <laughs> right? Not so much. Your partner is definitely, they're not a mind reader. You have to tell them what's going on. Exactly. But my suggestion would be, is if you are with a partner, I know this is going to be harsh, but you should probably not self-pleasure for like a week. I know. It's, it's tough. <laughs> Listen, I understand. But your body will relearn a different sensation if you are not putting yourself in the mix. So that is, that's my... 75 cents I put into this topic. Oh, I'd and give you a dollar. I'd give you a dollar. You. Thanks. And uh, by the way, there's nothing wrong with using batteries. If it's what you need, the conversation... There's no shame. No, and the conversation can be had with your partner that your body is the way that it is. And if mm -hmm. he can use this in conjunction with what he is doing, if y'all can get together, that's mind-blowing. So don't be afraid to have a conversation. It doesn't mean anybody is inadequate. It doesn't mean somebody doesn't know how to please you. This is all about pleasure and just how to get there the best way with the biggest bone. Um, but yeah, and even if you don't need it, try it out. Yeah. I mean, see, see what you like. See what mm -hmm. you don't like. Play the, play the experiment game. I Let's think every this. woman should have a magic bullet, at least. That's it. You tell me. Do not deprive yourself of this. Don't. Don't do it. Preferably waterproof. They're easier to clean. Oh, yes. A waterproof magic bullet. I try to go, like, as much waterproof as I can, though, just in general. Absolutely. There's really no way. Running under some hot water with some soap in there and clean it off. So easy to maintain. Don't use antibacterial soap don't use anything that it we don't we don't need to get into that if we need to get into more details let us know but other we we don't want to turn it into a class session but no. we could and not for nothing if you do want to see if you can do something involving penetration 10 and 2 is not just for driving 10 and 2 is not just for driving you get up on that ridge right there and you just keep going you're lucky you got the visual <laughs> for that one <laughs> Well, at least now I know which fingers you use. <laughs> right. So I think that wraps up another episode. I'm going to stop numbering them. We got too many well, side things. Because we do have that noted, so I know this is five. <laughs> this wraps up episode number five. No, we're not numbering, but this is the fifth one. Number five. I do want to mention that we are on a number of platforms, more platforms than even we have been notified about, which is amazing. If you are currently listening through Anchor and you don't prefer them as much because you have Spotify or Google or Apple, we're definitely on Apple Podcasts now, which I know is a huge one. If mm -hmm. you guys could please rate, review, and subscribe, which also brings me to my next point. We both subscribed on Spotify and did not get notifications that we posted a new episode. That's true. So if you guys are running into that same issue, let us know. I don't know if there's anything we can do about it, but it'll still be nice. And for those of you that are not getting the notifications, we do post every Wednesday. It's been a little late in Wednesday day the last couple of weeks, but I'm shooting... Check Wednesday night, Wednesday evening. 
I would like for it to be earlier. I want to shoot for Wednesday afternoon, I'm thinking, so that it gets out there so people aren't waiting. Like, I had a couple people that are like, where are your episode? Where's your episode? Where's your episode? And I'm like, oh my gosh, you like us, but I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm coming. I promise. So we're going to try to get them out earlier on Wednesday, but it'll definitely be on Wednesdays. And the contact tab on the website, I know it kind of gets redundant when I sit here and list everything, so I'm not going to do that either. If you go to www.ananithepod.com, there's a contact tab where you can get a hold of us all of those ways. There's also a submission form directly on that homepage. All the social medias, if you want to reach out to us or troll us some more, which is still fun, bring it on, um, is Anani the Pod. That's Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. But just for the troller people's, like, realize we're people too. Yeah. We're going to make mistakes. So maybe don't be a dick all the time. Think about that. It's going to be what it's going to be. And not Very everybody's going to like us. We're not everybody's cup of tea. You don't have to like us. That's that. fine. Yeah. But, you know, just. Guys, we did it again. Woohoo. Are you having fun? Ba -da -ba -ba -ba. I'm loving it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. We'll catch you soon. See you later. Bye-bye.